happy. We are live on a Saturday edition to Devro Sports. I know you guys are used to seeing me in here losing my blood pressure about the Philadelphia sports teams, but it's a little bit different now. We have opened a new department, and that's the pro wrestling department here. And you, we like to call it the breakfast and buy slams here. And thanks, thanks to my man, my man Chio Frost, is sitting at the table today. Chio, good morning. How are you doing today, good. sir? Good morning. I'm not usually up uh, this early on a Saturday. I'm usually sleeping in, but uh, since you gave me the invite, I decided to answer my uh, alarm clock as it goes off. For yeah, once. I find that surprising because knowing you're a veteran who's probably been traveling all over the world, you're probably used to getting up, you know, hitting those long road trips, you know, travel from coast to coast or wherever you may be traveling to. You know, I figured you'd be up and, you know, you're an early burn man. That's how I kind of picture you. Like, as anyone has ever taught in this business that uh, you want to be early and on time. Right. So, so yeah, it, it became a f- fundamental for me. And I, I teach my kids that and anyone else, like, be there early. Because if, 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 if you're, like, on time, exactly on time, then you're actually late. Right. So, so be early, then you're on time. Yes, I, I totally agree. Dennis, uh, you know, you and I have squared, you know, we locked up plenty of times in the squared circle. Uh, how you doing today, Mr. Dennis Reaper? I'm, What's I'm, going on, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. good. I'm enjoying a day off from work. You know, that's I good. Install closets for rich people. Which I, was, I, I see. I see that. I see your your handiwork on the side. So, but I mean, I'm surprised you're not putting somebody through those things. Yeah. Uh, 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 my job loves it. My job loves it. They make fun of me every day. So okay. They want me to like, hurt people. people. They do. But, I got you. Uh, but no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying the you know the break from wrestling right now. Like my body's it. healed, but I'm ready to get back. But. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we've been in the squared circle against each other plenty of times. times. Now, now the, the one thing about the promoter that he enjoyed you and I working because you and I worked tight. And, and if people don't know what that means, me and you pretty much beat the crap out of each other and, yeah. and, and the fans enjoyed it. It's old school. Old it's school. old school. You know, we, if we can't sell the move, if it's not being sold. So you and I would really lay into one another and, and hit each other. And, and the promoter loved having you and I work each other. So. Oh, God, yeah. I remember Shatter. Because um, that was the promoter for that was doing the bookings for SWO for Wolfman. Uh, I remember that day getting there because we, like, we, we were just discussing that showing up. And it's like, hey, you're in a triple threat match against Frankie and uh, some some new kid. We're like, all right, cool. And we want to beat the crap out of him. Yeah, so, uh, we did beat the hell out of him. That <laughs> yeah. was a lot of fun. Yes. I won't lie. But it was fun when it was just me and you because, you know, well, we, we've been around. Everybody each other. expected what we were going to do. We weren't going to sugarcoat it or throw a little light punches and kicks like i'm gonna hit you you're gonna hit me and yeah and we're gonna make it the, legit the, the, the promoter at triple wa um i forget the big tall guy his name was paul something <laughs> but uh he he would love having you and i say you look that stuff looked good you yeah. guys are on next week that stuff looks good i'm gonna have you guys on next time uh, yes yeah. you know and that's what it became the norm uh, I, I pretty much don't know anybody and how to work anybody else besides you at triple wa yeah uh now but coming to the the legend in the room, the man who's been at the WAF, the WAE, <laughs> however you want to call it, the Monster Factory. I mean, the guy, group out there. Yes, the, the, the man who's been all around the world. Uh, Jeff Kempe, how are you doing today? Did I get that right or I butcher that? Because I usually butcher names. You did butcher it. Yeah, Jeff yeah. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so, you know, now, Jeff, you tell us from your experience in the pro wrestling world, what's what's it been like and, you know, what have you seen and, you know, give some give us some intake from the old school WWE slash WWF days. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of changes in the business throughout the years. I mean, when I started, I was one of the originals at the Monster Factory. Uh, me and Bam Bam Bigelow more or less trained together. And then we had guys like uh, Chris Candido and Raven and all them guys showed up onto the scene then. And... Uh, like I said, when I started wrestling, I started doing TV for, for Vince with the w, the old w, right. WWE and doing AWA for Vern Gagne and stuff, working with the NWF. And uh, like okay. I said, I pretty much is, if you name the organization, I You've have been, probably been there, yes. Now, yeah. now, now, what's it like in those locker rooms? I know they're different from the indie scene. So what's that like when you first show up to a WF, WWE locker room? What's that like? What's it like that? You know, be around Vince and all that stuff. The first, uh, the first couple times, I will admit, it, it was kind of scary. It was intimidating because, I mean, here I was a couple of years ago. I, I was a fan. I was sitting at home watching on TV. Now I'm sitting next to him in the locker room. They're coming up, shaking my hand and stuff, and it's like, 
wow, it's like it, it, it was an it was an incredible feeling. It was a great experience. So. Now, now, did you start at the Monster Factory? Where did you start your schooling at? My schooling was with Larry Sharp at the Monster Factory. Uh, and at the time, him and Buddy Rogers had it. And okay. we were training at an old airplane hangar in uh, Mount Holly, New Jersey. Okay. So. I I actually still have one of the original business cards because it was called uh, Champion's Choice, a.k.a. Monster Factory. I do have one of the original uh, uh, business cards, which I want to give to Danny Cage, who is uh, running the Monster Factory right now. And uh, I just want to put out there he is doing an excellent job with with training up and coming wrestlers. Yeah, I've seen Danny Cage's work. Uh, One of my close friends, uh, Shaheem Ali, is over there a lot. Uh, me and him, another one like to go at it once and twice a year. The man pretty much put me out of my wrestling career when I <laughs> caught him up a cross body. The, I, I got laid out. You know, I, of course, my you know the, the move was off. You know, I couldn't tuck my chin in time, and my head hit the back of the mat. Next minute, I'm, I'm in Northeast Philly. The next morning, I'm in Ambler, PA, in, in my wife's bed. I said, "How did I get here?" They said, "You drove her." I said, "I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I just remember the accident and that me waking up there." So uh, that that that's you know a little bit. In my wrestling career, but I want to know, Chio, the man I stood next to for many years at the BWO locker room. Yes. Uh, wh- wh- where did you start your schooling at, and what's it been like for you with the wrestling journey? Uh, I guess we have to go back to, I'm going to say, to get my first itch was uh, I met an individual. He introduced me to uh, Deal's Dungeon. But that's not where I started my training. I was more like a hang around guy. I hope uh, at the event, uh, I watched the school, the gym and stuff. Uh, once they, I guess, had their parting ways. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff here was one of the uh, owners. He uh, got into business with uh, the godfather of professional wrestling, Damian Kane. And they opened up uh, body slams, muscles and more uh, in Reading, PA. And that's where I initially started my training. Uh, That's where I, the school I graduated from as well. And where I had my very first match for, they also ran AWF All-Star Wrestling Federation. Uh, (laughs) It had, I I would say, a a two-year run. Mm -hmm. But what they did there was phenomenal, which is what, like, when you see nowadays, uh, a lot of schools are opening big big school venues where they can run shows in there. That's pretty much what they did there. They had bleachers in there. They had a gym in there. You know, they have, they had everything what you wanted except parking. <laughs> <laughs> parking was the hardest thing of all for, for the people. But at the time I didn't drive, so I didn't worry about it. Right. Right. But other than that, like I get, I, to, to this day, I always give great praises to Jeff. Thank you. And, and to mm-hmm. Damien for uh, helping me get into business. Cause if it wasn't for them, and them opening up body slams, I don't know where where I would be. I I'd probably be current, probably probably locked up. Maybe right. doing. I'd probably be getting in trouble. Well, whatever. But like like as as many other people would said before me, wrestling saved my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still actually have the body slams uh, license. <laughs> I, I still I still have it to this day. Now I mean, like like I said, I I was two years in the business at the time. I, that's when you and I crossed paths. Um, like I, I started at the Bundy School at DWF, and, and and Bundy was a great businessman. He was strict. He you know he was strict on his students. You know he made us run drills. I mean, kids today probably don't know what a drill is. I uh, was setting up a ring. You know, sitting doing security, watching. The shows, I know you got the itch to get in the ring, but no, you have to sit, the sh- you know, sit a few shows and watch the, you know, the guys and learn from them. You know, Johnny Greco, uh, Tommy Force, uh, those oh, guys. Tom, Tom, Tommy Force, he's one hell of a guy. <clears throat> yes. Till yes. this day, I would say I wish I had another match with him because when the first and only time that we ever worked, it, it, it was phenomenal. For me, it was like one of my favorites. And I, I, I think we could have ran a nice program together and and this was out at dtw in, yes, Vi- I, I, in violent new jersey it, it was like i said uh, tommy if you're listening hey uh, um, one more time bro one more time i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll send the link he'll watch it so uh and, and tommy was a great guy but again that dw dtw roster was hard to make because oh. i want to get on that show in the worst way because uh a couple of my buddies were on angel gonzalez you tommy mm-hmm. force joey space uh you guys and, were on that show and here's the funny thing about dtw what it, People don't realize when everybody wants to run their their, their 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 companies, 
They they always want to be number one. They everybody always wanted to say they're the best wrestling out there and this and that. Here at DTW, what else? A lot of what they did was uh, the guys that people clowned on that they wasn't given opportunities to. DTW, they took those guys, they took those leftovers, and they gave them a platform, you know, to showcase their stuff. Then after the guys start getting over with the crowd. And we didn't really bring bring in names. It was like maybe a couple names here and there. But the fans actually came to see the guys that were working, though. And the crowd grew. And it, it, it was phenomenal that when these guys actually had the opportunity to showcase and show what they can do, then those other companies start calling them to get bookings. And and, and that's the problem. When, when uh, people want to run, they want to run a show, they want to run a school or whatever, and they get a big head and they think, you know, just, hey, what do you got to offer me? Right. And, and one thing I loved about DTW, one thing I loved about DTW is that uh, there was no belts. There was no belts. <clears throat> there, you you were just on the show because – and that's what's the beauty part because I was like, well, who's your champion when I first got there? They said, there are no belts here. We went we went five years with uh, uh, no champions at all. Uh, actually, I went – I went back and I found a lot of the DTW footage that we recorded because a lot of the stuff was recorded by uh, no, no lie. Uh, me and Jojo, uh, we did a lot of the, 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 the production stuff there. Uh, his wife and his brother-in-law did the filming. Mm-hmm. We sat behind uh, b- before we did live commentary. I was doing commentary solo. So I'm changing my voice. People didn't know who the hell I was. But we're doing all this stuff here in his basement, just like how people say, hey, we got the studio basement. Well, I still got a studio basement. Um, and and he's flipping back and forth with with, with a channel flicker, uh, uh, like the poor man's version. And he's queuing me up, do this, do that, talk about this. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I'm like hyping this up and 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 I see what Joey Styles went through being a solo artist <laughs> commentating a whole show. It is horrendous. Yes. It's hard on the voice. And I, I commend him and anyone else out there who does commentary for a live event or anything by themselves. Kudos to you. Cause I, I, I don't know how you did it. Like uh, I, I still don't know how I did it, but luckily eventually we had guys like Jaden and, and uh, uh, Frank God, <sighs> Frankie G, God, right. God rest his soul. You know, like he 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 left us. He was a great guy, uh, a good ring announcer. Uh, with 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 them two on commentary, it was uh, phenomenal. Right, right. Hey, uh, guys, no. I want to want to jump in here real quick, man. We got a question here from Facebook. I want to make sure I get these comments in. We got one from Al Safiri. Um, if I butcher your name, my bad. Who goes, <laughs> no. the, who goes to the table first? Is the question. Who goes Ooh. to the table? Who goes? Through, through oh, the table. table. Oh, that's going to be me. That's going to be. That's definitely me. How do you guys decide who goes to the table? I'm, I'm thinking is what he's asking. Okay. Well, uh, maybe uh, me because I'm the old guy. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I, well, I don't well, think I've ever argued. I was. I remember being in matches where tables were involved, and I was like, I'll go through it. Yeah, yeah. I've been, th- I, we, I've been we, through many of them. Yeah, we had to flip coins in matches for me and the guy I faced. Like, who's going through the table? Yeah. Like, it's a table. It's kind of. It's one yeah. of those I special vote, moments. I vote for the guy who who who, who left the business before us. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 um, now, Dennis, how, what school did you go to? What got you into the business? Like, who, you know, how'd you get into the, uh, to the wrestling? I know you've been around Mark Mess a yep. whole lot of your career. So, so, go ahead. My wrestling path was weird. So, in two, I was in eighth grade, I'll say. I was about to move to Florida, was at a Reading Phillies game, met Mark Mess, Troy Mess, uh, Captain Rick Adams, Miss Dixie, a group of them at a Reading Phillies game. Um, they told me about a school in Reading, um, but unfortunately, I just moved to Florida. So, moved to Florida, went to, went to high school down there, was working at Universal when TNA, Impact at the time, came to Universal. Um, working at, at the theme park and being with special relations and in themes, I was I was the person that was allowed to give people the, the um, VIB treatment. So, like, didn't know who they were, just told, hey, you're going to do this. Met Jeff Jarrett and all them was phenomenal. Um, one of their trainers, was one of their security guys was a trainer, uh, Rock and Roll Rouge, which he actually passed away last year from cancer, was my original trainer. Um, and it was maybe like two months there. Mm-hmm. And then the school closed because in Florida, if your business name changed, you need to have a 90-day notice to the state. 
for you to change it. The gym didn't give a notice. The state came in there and locked the doors and said, that's that. Wow. Um, finished high school, came back up to PA, was living in Birdsboro. When I saw a sign, I was like, oh, there's a wrestling show. I wonder if I can help set a ring up. Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be, I'm looking at the name. I'm like, why does Virus and Miss Dixie sound familiar to me? Mm-hmm. And I met them and I was like, why do y'all look familiar? And then that was it. That yeah, was the, you yeah, know, yeah. 2008 was the the eye opener. Like watching wrestling in person, like impact, like being as fan friendly as it was back then was a big eye opener because I never knew wrestling was that kind of world. I thought it was just, hey, you spend 20, 30 bucks a ticket. You know, you don't meet the wrestlers like I got to meet people. I got to hang out with them at restaurants and eat dinner with these guys. Like I've, I've, I've started, a, you know, a good relationship with a lot of these guys that are now on TV still. Like some of them are retired. Other ones are on TV. But then lived up here, started training, and then like I started training at the well, it was Dio's Dungeon, but now we just call it Dungeon University with Mark and Troy Mess. But we had Ed House, we had Eddie Valentine, we had Johnny Greco, we had so many names coming there to train. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Steve Carino came up there multiple times. Ricky Reyes came up there. So like training wise, I was training four or five times a week. Right, so right. in six months, I was ready to have my first match, which my first thing I did was re- was a manager at ACW with Twisted Tate. And I was managing, I managed Bill Bain um, for four or five shows and then started wrestling for Captain Rick Adams shows for charity um, and then started wrestling for Triple WA. And then that's where I met you. Right. And then that's when me and you were little be the hell out of each other for months. And then SWO. But it was, you know, if it wasn't for Mark and Troy and, you know, and I'll, I'll, the other names like Jimbo, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the list of names that have come through the dungeon that have passed their knowledge on to me has been phenomenal. Like I love Mark and all of them. Like no matter what the differences are, like they they gave me my start. They gave me my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I'm now in 12 years. You know, wow. If you don't count injuries, if you don't count injuries, <laughs> then you know, then technically, like I'm 12. But if you count the injuries, if you got to take yeah. those out, then you know, technically, you got nine. Right, and that, that's the same thing with me. Like I was working at the summer camp. And then my buddy of mine said, hey, listen, there's a wrestling school in, at, at the Jersey Shore with Captain Lou Albano. I gave it a call. I said, why not? And Because my, my, a lot of my friends will tell you I was a big wrestling fan. Big. So I gave a call. So I said, what the hell? You know, I gave it a shot. And then I'm thinking I'm never going to get a call. Sure hell, Captain Lou called me up and said, hey, listen, God rest his soul. He goes, listen, King Kong Bundy, another one, God rest his soul, has a school closer to you. Why don't you give him a shot? Give him a call. So I kept, I called him up, and at the time I was hanging around with Mike Thorne, which I advise <laughs> gotta be careful hanging with that guy. Uh, Scotty Ice, Doctor Ice, whatever you want to call. And Doctor Ice goes, "You really think Bundy's going to give you a call?" Next day, Bundy gave me a call. I said, "Come on down. Show me what you got. What do you want to do?" And you know, and then he, you know, he showed me the ropes. I mean, like I said, businessman. To a trainer, and then he had, you know, like I said at the time, he had Johnny Greco, another one. I mean, he really was crisp with his old school psychology. I mean, he was just, he was just so crisp with it. I mean, the timing, the moves, that like he really showed me the old school ways of professional wrestling, and I just loved it. And then, like, I just want to do, like, obviously, you want to do when you're a fan, you want to do what you see on TV, you want, but no, it's like pump the brakes, learn the craft, learn it old school, and they said whatever you do. Let the veterans tell you what to do, because if you're one of these guys are going to go in there, open your mouth, you're going to get your mouth closed one way or another. And I said, okay. They said, listen, follow the ratio. you got two ears, one mouth. Keep it that way. And that's the way I kind of, you know, was into the business. And then, you know, further on, and then, then obviously Doc Diamond took over, Chris, you know, Bundy's Federation. And then I kind of moved on from, you know, Doc And Doc Diamond is a heck of a nice guy. Nicest guy in the world. I'll give him that. But then, like, I started working with uh, ACPW a lot and doing a lot of shows with them, with, you know, the Crash Crew, Charles, Kwame, uh, Chris Sutton, Marty, Shaheem, and Robin. That's when we became more and more like a – that was more of a family. And Patch, I can't forget Patch and Breaker. Uh, those guys are more like, – it was like more of a family locker room. Like, we talked about, you know, life outside of wrestling. I mean, it became more of a – like, we knew each other, knew each other. Like, go out to a bar or whatever. You want to go hang out or – or, you know, you want to go to dinner or a restaurant, whatever the case may be. I, try, you know, help you try to get it like a real serious job, to, whatever the case may be. But we became, like I said, that was more of a family, family kind of a deal. And one thing about Charles, he said, listen, you guys think you're a superstar. 
step outside this locker room. I don't want it. And uh, there's a story with one superstar. I'll, I'll talk to you off camera about that. We had an issue <laughs> with, uh, but that's for a later time. I think but, we've all had an issue with somebody. One yeah, day yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and yeah, Bundy, Bundy's a really now, great guy. I actually got to wrestle him when I was in the WWF. Uh, later, we talked to each other. I came to find out he was also trained by Larry Sharp, who trained me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, by getting to talk to each other, and I was working in Atlantic City at the time. So we actually got to become good friends and, and hang outside after, you know, outside of wrestling. You know, we, we went out to bars and stuff. We would meet up, go get something to eat or whatever. So, I mean, he's, he's a really good, upstanding guy. You mentioned Captain Lou. He actually managed me on quite a few uh, mm-hmm. wrestling shows, you know, on the independent scene as I was doing tag team matches. So Wow, that's but, good. So. You know, that's good to let now. Now, guys, I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. You guys have now seen, you know, we're here to talk about the, the, the product at current state. Uh, there was a pay-per-view that went down. Uh, the Elimination Chamber, Miz comes out the champion. Uh, are you guys a fan of the guy's work? And what was your take right there, Chio? I'll start with you. What, what, do you, what did you take of the Miz going over for the belt? Okay. Uh, I kind of seen that coming. Um, really? Yeah, because uh, we were in that chat room. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I was in the beginning. I was never a big fan of Miz's. I'm with you. Uh, not not until he had his very first big wrestlemania moment and i and i i don't mean working a, a mania match in general just when he had his very first main event win the title or 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 he kept the title whichever the situation was i can't remember but when he had his first big main event moment uh i i, I literally applaud him i'm like okay he he's he's gaining my respect because because there's a lot of guys uh out there who just like somewhat Walking a bit, I'm like I, and then after I did a little research, like I seen he did some independent stuff. It was not, it wasn't to my knowledge, but other people knew about it already. I didn't, but uh, after I seen him, you know, he he did work the indies for a while, and 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 that's what a lot of us ask. They're like, okay, put that grind in, because because nowadays when you see guys who are just uh, going to the um, Fed, as we called it growing up before, mm-hmm. like, but now with uh, um, the big machine now that what it is, <laughs> uh, got guys or talent that are just walking into their training facility. It's great to have everything to to their needs to teach them and this and that of how they want their product. But a lot of us who 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 did the grind on the indies, uh, you know, we 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 look at it as like. Like really, dude. I'm like, don't. The only reason you're getting there because of whatever status and the status he had. What I interpreted at the time was him being on that what uh, uh the real, real world, world. Real, the real world, yeah, yeah. Because he had that uh, ho- the, the the Hollywood status somewhat. Yeah. Uh, just like now, you got guys right now who are training who 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 have a, a star studded status that we probably seen his tweets online saying mm-hmm. he don't want to talk to uh nobody if you haven't worked for wwe or or uh or, or, or if, you, if you haven't been on a pay-per-view or or, or held the time i'm gonna say bow wow right he's out there training with 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 uh rikishi hey that's great cool you're you're you're, you're getting that training but you know what dude uh you haven't really been in this business so you shouldn't be talking to anyone like that i'm mm. like you know to me, right, to right. me, his music wasn't all that great anyway. So, so then to come in here and say to turn his nose uh, above a- a- anybody else who've been busting their ass for like the last five, 10, 20 years, whatever, that's kind of like a slap in the face, though, really. I'm like, hey, yes, I, I, I understand it's entertainment, it's all about your likes and stuff, what you get on your social media platforms and stuff. But going back to the Miz. Hey, I, I think it's great. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I seen it coming. Uh, sometimes things, what they put out becomes too predictable. Sometimes things is rehashed that's done before that you can see coming coming again. Here's a couple things I missed out on, but him definitely. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he, he is the champion again. Mm-hmm. I can work with that. <laughs> right. Unlike some other people. I I, you, I can work just, with Miz just, being the champ. I, oh. I I I respect his work and what he put in from so, so far between his that mania moment to now he progressed 
so much. He put the work in. He, now he's one of those. Right. Like he said, he's an A-lister. He, he's there. He's he has there. good mic skills. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I cannot knock him for anything yeah. he's doing right now. Yeah, you know what? I, I want to go feed off that because when I saw, I was like, when I first saw The Miz, I'm thinking this dude's just, he won the t- tough enough you know, thing and he's got his, he got his bull shine, whatever. But, you know, you got to remember, like, the WWE is going to pick guys who they thought, you know, has some good indie work in the back their background, and you know what? They're going to give that guy a shot. I mean, you know, granted, the older score guys, like, you say, you know what? I've been doing this for 20-plus years. This guy's getting a, a, a cakewalk to come to WWE. That's not fair, but like I said, I guess it's the new WWE now, so uh, I guess you got to kind of, I don't know if you have to work with that, or it is what it is, uh, but Dennis, what was your take on The Miz becoming the uh, champion? I was stoked. I won't lie. Um, I've been a fan of The Miz since the real world, um, just because the old school way is having character, having that if factor. Like he was the Miz on the real world. He didn't try to portray anybody else. That was him. That and his goal was to be in the WWE. Right. So watching him transform from reality star to professional wrestler. And when he started with Vince, it wasn't he didn't win tough enough. Um he got signed after tough enough. Right, right. So right. It wasn't like he had to do anything. He had to go through all the ropes that we all had to the old school way. Like we had to work our way to get there. Right. Um, so like before he was wrestling, he was doing Sunday night heat and he was just work walking through the state through the fans talking on a microphone. That's all he did. Then he got the opportunity to wrestle. So seeing him wrestle is like awesome. And in my opinion, and it's, it's, it, it, it might sound cheesy, but it is awesome. Like he's literally shown kid, everybody, like if you want to follow your dream, follow your dream. He's done everything the right way. Yeah, he, it, you know he has the dream girl, he has the dream job, he has the dream ability to do whatever whatever he wants to do. He has two other jobs besides WWE that are on the side, and it's like I see people knocking him, and it's like okay, I get why they're knocking him because it is the Miz. He was on MTV. Congratulations. But, but where is he? And look at us. Like, isn't he, he past that, though? Let me jump. I want to just jump in yeah. there because I, I, I'm a Miz fan, right? I'm actually a Miz fan. And I'm and, and I think that he is, if not the best or in the top three best on the mic. Like, I don't oh, think 100 percent. I don't think anybody can stick with him on the mic, especially on the fly, his cadence, his timing, everything about what he does on the mic, I think, is, is just great. Now, from a wrestling standpoint, he, he's consistent. He's mm-hmm. very consistent. You don't really see him botch much. <clears throat> he doesn't do too much, but he doesn't botch much at all. He's very consistent. I think that match with him and Shane in WrestleMania kind of showed a little bit of his toughness okay. that he, he's willing to take a big bump, a big spot. But uh, what I want to ask you guys is that with, with what his body is work, and I, I heard you, Dennis, bringing up the MTV, but what is he at, 15? 10-year vet in there? I think he's almost 15 now. Like, yeah. He's got to be coming close to 15 right. now. So why does they, Why do people still bring that up? Yeah, like, I, hasn't I, he done it, the work? It's, it's because they're. it's not their fan favorite. That's yeah. the problem. And, if and, you're not the John Cena, if you're not the Undertaker, the Shawn Michaels, the, the Rock, but, they look at you differently it, it, because he came from a reality TV show. Yeah, he didn't yeah. come up from, yeah. you know, I'm, I love The Rock and I love Austin. I love, and I'm a huge Taker fan. But he wasn't that. He wasn't they one think of those his guys. Spot was handed to him because yes. of his celebrity yes. status. And, which, and, it's exactly what, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, for everyone to go back to that is their go-to card. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, the same thing with Cena. Like Cena right. is the golden goose. No, Cena's a workaholic. He busted yeah. his hump for that yeah. role. Yep. You know how many times have you seen Cena get hurt? A lot. How many times did he come back and do exactly what Vince wanted? How many times have you seen the Miz get hurt? I think two times in his 15-year career. I think one of the main things that puts Cena over is I'm not even going to say his his in-ring work or his mic skills or this, that. It's all the charity work he does. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, he's 100%. The Cena is without a doubt one of the greatest wrestlers inside and outside the wrestling. Uh, from, from 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 my understanding, he's like number one. He yeah. did uh, the yeah. most ever. Yeah, uh, make a wish. Yeah, You saw the guy. He goes out during a pandemic. Goes out to go see a kid in cancer. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy does so much. But you know, back to the Miz though, like uh, like Nate was saying, it's just like I guess people don't see he don't have the big body. He's not, you know, like your John Cena cut, cut out kind of guy. I mean, like you said, the, the, when he first started, he didn't grow up, but the guy's got great mic work. I mean, the whole Hollywood deal where he's telling the 
Crowley, he's over. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest time when Miz was over was his baby face turn. Really? When, when his baby, that's when everyone took to him then. You know, it's 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 easy to, you know, to 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 to, to love the baby face if if you give them the fans what they're looking for. Look at the whole um Jake Roberts, Rick Rude scenario. Yeah. When with Robert's wife, he was he was heel. Stuff went down between Robert's wife and Rude. Out comes Robert for for the save and Robert's baby face then. And that's one great mind in the wrestling business. Yes. One Jake yes. Roberts. Yes. Now now let, let me ask you, Jeff, what like as a guy who's you know has got the most knowledge here, what what would have made for the Vince to make that move to say, you know what, I want to go with, with Miz to be the next guy for a good while? What like what's the game plan behind all that? Well, you need to see who is best for your company to to push it and take it into the future, take it into the next generation that's coming up of viewers, the younger fans, you know, and you need to to push the guy, put him over big like that. Uh, Sometimes you need to make changes in the character, you know, make little tweaks or adjustments, you know, just anything you can to, to get him over with the fans, especially, like I said, with the way things are going with the pandemic, you're going to see a new generation of wrestling coming back now. Yeah, yeah. So. Because and, and you know what? It's like like a lot of people tell me, always tell me like, oh, well, I missed you know the 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 the, the late nineties era of wrestling where they had the Rock and stuff. They don't make guys like you know you and I, you all of us been in a a super you know in a shop right or something grocery store at a gym or whatever the case. You know the guys go, well, I miss the old school wrestling. And I see you know they they made it kind of a PG show now for the younger guys. They're they're trying to bring it back, but to me it's like. They don't have the, you know, I guess, you know, what, you know, everyone figure out, let's be honest, the Roy area, or if you want to call it, they, they, yeah. they want to cut that out. And they're trying to get guys to hit the gym hard. You know, they, they trying to now make it more, not so more gimmicky, but more like a professional athlete. Like mm-hmm. they want Chio Frost. Well, well, yeah. well, what you got to look at though, nowadays, it's not just the, the, the body of work though, too. If, if they want to make that individual their go to guy, is because back then guys were more consistent of what they did and what they made fans believe this and that. Nowadays, if you want a guy to be your go-to guy on 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 the mainstream in this day and age with social media and everything, you gotta watch out of how you. What you gotta worry about is how toxic that person is, though, beyond the screen. Okay, social media can do damage. Then you gotta take the title off your yes, guy. Yes, you gotta yes. find someone else to put in that place. You gotta, you know, you got all this That's... stuff to to take in. Where guys nowadays, like how we always say, um, we miss the days of kayfabe. It's, uh, kayfabe's dead because of Vince and all that mm-hmm. and this and that. I'm like, I, I literally, I'm one of those guys in in, in the grocery store that says, "Hey, I miss the '90s. I miss this. I miss that. I miss the gimmicks. I miss." Uh, like Dukes the Dumpster, Drosy. I <laughs> I miss Doink the Clown. I miss right, characters. Right, right, I miss right. characters. I mean, I'm like, like especially for the children. The kid. Once you get the kids, you get the parents. You know. Yes. But if, <laughs> if if you're constantly pushing the edge of of where like some parents may not want their kids to see, well then okay. Well if you're not letting your kids see, then then uh there goes some of your fan base. Right. I, I and now it's funny you're saying about the gimmicks because. One of the gimmicks, my one of my gimmicks that I portrayed at SWO and Triple WA, like ACPW, I had a whole different, you know, I was Frankie Frizzo, uh, you know, this guy, a hardworking kid, you know, coming up. But when I worked at SWO and, and uh, Triple WA with their fan base, they're more old school. So I knew, like, like it's it's where like the 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 Philly area fan base is more in that hardcore wrestling, uh, yeah. you know, strict wrestling. They want to see wrestling, blah 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 blah. In a unique way, where you, if you go to like a, a southern states where you know, or something where, where wrestling is their only thing going out there. I did a show like you see, I come out with the gold tights, and my gimmick was to just jokingly dance with your like if you're sitting with your wife, I would come dance with her just to make you angry, get you know, get in the husband's head, you know, get you know, you know and I like I was with my wife, like she used to love, like used to laugh and crack up, like I used to have people like here with me, you know, one to hit me, one you know, threaten me, and I you know, back then I'm like. It's like uh, who was it? Adrian Bliss was the promoter at the time. Ah. Uh, he would run up to me after a show and go, "Dude, you were great." He's like, "Listen, I want to give you the strap." Blah 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 blah. I said, "Dude, look, the only strap I wear about is the one I wear to work every day. Yeah, and Monday through Friday. You know, I can carry. You know, I don't need. You know, 
thanks. But anyway, whatever you want to do, look, I'm just here to do my job. I'm here. Look, I'm me. I'm going to work the fans. I'm going to, and that's what you, but sometimes you've noticed as a legend, if, if, if you're working as a heel so good, you're going to warn up that heel's going to warn up turning face because yep. the fans. Yeah. So now, like, like going back to the Miz, they got to find a way for him to, you know, they're finding ways for him to stay healed because he's, he's over. And he, like, you've seen the hot chick magnet. That's over. So now they're trying to figure out ways. You know, now he tells the crowd science. They love it. So, I mean, they're trying to keep him. Well, the, he- the, the, the one thing I feel, I feel bad. I, I think we talked about this before is uh, them bringing back uh, John Morrison. Now it seems like he's playing like Mrs. Lackey, his role. When right. the guy can work his ass off. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I honestly, I can see a baby face turn for him. Right. And, and 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 him and it's Miz. gonna come. It's yeah, gonna be it, one of those it, where it's obvious it has to happen. Like you know, one way or another. Mercer was saying that you know this whole Miz winning the title, he's gonna lose. It's gonna it's not gonna be a long one. It's gonna go to Lashley versus Drew. Yeah, like I don't hate Lash. I don't like hate the idea. I really don't. I like Lashley in the title picture. Oh, don't get us started on Lash because we, <laughs> we, we were talking about the hurt, hurt, hurt business like the I other love, night. Yeah, yeah, what's wrong with Lashley? Listen, I love the hurt business. I love the whole setup. I I, I just think they should have gave gave Lashley the moment instead of the Miz. I love the Miz. I wanted him to win the title, but give Lashley his moment. Give him his dues. I, Don't make him have everybody see. Oh, he beat the Miz. If he if he very faces the Miz, which he probably will. And it'll end up being McIntyre versus Lashley at Mania. And then, you know, McIntyre versus Lashley for the title. I would have rather saw Lashley beat McIntyre than The Miz. Because McIntyre has that power right now. You know, Miz has the power too. But McIntyre was the man. And he, well, he was the when guy. I, when I see Lashley, he reminds me of the 98 Goldberg kind of a guy. Where, he, you know, he's not great on the mic, but the body speaks for him. The body, his, you know, he's got the big physique. He's strong. You know, he could be the top heel they want. But right now, all that top heel, and we're about to get into him, is one Roman Reigns. I mean, the, the switch there to me, for me, uh, you guys, you know, chime on as well. It, it has been great because to me, he's been that ultimate heel that they've been missing for a long, 100%. long time. And they, they time. underutilized him so much in the yep. past. Yes. I mean, they, they, they kind of restricted him giving his full potential so that, that people could actually see his true talent shine. No, no. So. I, I want to go to you too, Jeff. What makes a switch there where, like, I guess they're running ideas, like, he's not getting over his face. He's not getting over his face. What finally clicks into the to Vince's head, or I guess now Triple H's head, is going, you know, we got we to gotta, when, you know, when's the click saying, no, let's just make him heal. It didn't work for Cena. Let's try and make him heal. You know, and, and even if you do switch him over, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work, too. I mean, it goes back to you got to have the, the right gimmick, the right storyline. You know, you, you have to have the right presentation to get him over with the crowd. Right. And, and you see it now. It's working. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, every time he's on there, the, the, the fans on the Zoom are just booing away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I yeah. I think it's great. Him sitting there with this, you know, bad mentality, him and his cousin. I think it's great. Joe, uh, what are you seeing? Uh, I think Roman? I think the key factor that got him to that heel status that he has now is Paul Heyman. Yes. I agree 100% what, with what, that one. Yeah, because uh, if it, they, they probably sat back, you know, and and. You know, Paul, he's a um, a mastermind. He's yep. he's like like he can look at somebody and and just like somebody who has the weakest ability in there, and he could change him just like that. Like yeah. if if he needs, he to. did it with Lesnar. He did it with Lesnar, and he and he always and every if you watch any of the Paul Heyman things on YouTube, like he brings it up. He went to Vince. Give me Lesnar. He actually took my very first promo pictures. Really? <laughs> yeah, he started out as a photographer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he actually took my very first promo pictures. I did. Uh, he actually put, uh, ran a show at Studio 54 in uh, uh, it's a nightclub in New York. It's no longer, but it was like one of the, the leading nightclubs probably in the world. I mean, all kinds of celebrities and movie yeah. stars would go there. Uh, and they, they actually did a debut for Bam Bam Bigelow there. 
So, uh, so that was like one of my first matches. Um, that was actually before I got into, into like WWF and all that stuff and, and AWA doing TV for them. But yeah, that was up in New York. And then after the matches, we were in a, we went to the VIP room. So it's like, I'm, I'm in there meeting celebrities and, and partying with celebrities. It's like, wow. It's like, it's like, what, what's in store for me? You know, it's like, and this is the beginning of my career. It's like, wow. It's like, you know, you know, the the world's the world's opening up to you. You know, yeah, I, I, now I've never had the that, that kind of, you know, but when I like it's weird, like I did a show for at the bingo hall and it's yeah. like weird. Like I never worked for CZW, but I was good friends with DJ. They had a day show for like a, a family event or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just like walking through the bingo hall, it's yeah. like, you knowing the history behind oh, yeah. there with yeah. all the ECW and all the it's just like, wow, I'm here and yes. it's, it's funny like after the show we we did a six-man tag me uh gemini and and, and corpse uh marty and we did a six-man tag working uh a couple of czw guys and, and they were chanting you know for us like ac yeah. and, and it's yeah. weird like i'm like wow we're getting a pop down here like that's crazy and so the thing is those venues aren't like they're not like like the Wachovia Center no, or, no, or the small or even back in the, back in the day like the Spectrum or anything yep. like that. But I mean the ECW, the Hamburg Fieldhouse, Ag Hall, which is the, the two places Vince would do his TVs, right. and that was before my time. I did mine up in Mid Hudson uh, Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. But these small venues, even today, the Hamburg Fieldhouse. I mean, it's especially like any wrestling historian and some of these new independent guys coming up. You know that that get the chance to wrestle there, just sitting in that locker room, saying, "Oh my God, I I could be sitting where Andre the Giant yep. sat, or or you know, or, right, and, and we're right up the Hamburg Fieldhouse." Yeah. And I'm going to bring up the, the promotion now. Hamburg Fieldhouse is legendary. Yeah. Everybody knows that building yep. that knows wrestling. All the independent shows that have tried to run there yeah. have been successful. Nope. The one show that has been successful, and she can vouch for this one. Is Vine, Ryan Vox and them for Outbreak Wrestling, where mm-hmm. they started putting two, three hundred people in there. Yeah, yeah. No and, other show was but, able to pull it off. But uh, uh but you got to admit though, uh, before Outbreak, Outbreak actually branched off uh, uh, from from uh, AXW. AXW and, and AXW, we pretty much packed uh, bleachers and stuff in that place. So it's it's pretty much the same company. It just, it's just it, a different it, name. It, it just branched off and, and restarted. And, that, and that's a beautiful thing. Back in the day, uh, Savoldi's, they had a group, uh, World Class International Championship mm-hmm. Wrestling. They uh, merged with World Class, Class Wrestling with the Von Erichs, and they were actually doing TV in uh, – the Hamburg Fieldhouse, like like McMahon used to do, they they do their whole month's worth of TV tapings. They they bring all the superstars in, and uh, like I said, I mean, and they, they were doing pretty good. That that was a, another another organization that that actually filled yeah. filled the Fieldhouse up. That's actually where I first got my like my my really big itch for 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 indie wrestling is for uh, for the IWCCW because, uh, like I said, I was on the ring crew for Deals Dungeon at the time. Uh, and Jed, Jed, Jeff was wrestling there, and a bunch of others, and a, a lot of the ECW guys before ECW and uh, uh, was it TWA in Philly? But yeah. before ECW, yeah, yeah but, but, but before those ones are like stuff, I was there seeing these guys there at Hamburg. I've seen Taz, Tommy Dreamer, mm-hmm. uh. Uh, Tom Chippendale Brandy. <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't know if he likes being called oh, I Chippendale. Gotta, but, I gotta tag him in my purse. <laughs> but but yeah, as far as Hamburg goes, and Dennis can vouch for me on this. Like a lot of times when 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 uh, we would do our speeches there, uh, as far as the the venue and stuff like that. Sometimes I I, I wouldn't incorporate. Of course, guys probably are heard it over and over again. Me me re- repeating myself. I said, look, Vince ran here. Yep. The superstars you saw on ECW, they worked here before ECW. Mm-hmm. I said, under these lights, these are pretty much almost the same lights, yeah. the same, no, they're the same, same, it's, same locker room. It's the same lighting on the ceiling. Yeah. Like yep. the venue, has already confirmed yeah. that they haven't yeah. changed the structure. Yeah. It's the same lighting and, in the venue and, from and, Vince's and, days, and they still have the drop down mic too. Yeah, they have the. Yep. They don't have the mic up there no more. They have no, the, but, the, the yeah. setups there. The setups there. The, love, the mic isn't there. I would love the setup. The I think yeah. there would have mic drop. I think it's the same asbestos though. It most likely is, <laughs> but 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 yeah, like, like I said, I I try to instill that in those guys. I said, look, soak it in. So so I'm like, try to I'm like, and if you're not a fan of the old school stuff, go back, watch it, look at the venue, and then you can go and say, hey, 
I worked in the same place as Andre. I worked in the same place yep. as Hogan, Sheik, uh, uh, Pedro Morales, Bob Back, like all those guys. Like you know, yeah. But a, a lot of times, yeah. guys take it for granted. Yeah. Of of for, but, for for us, it's historic. It's, it is, it's yes, for for yes. guys, it's just another place to work. And the reason that happens, and and I know you'll agree with me because we've had this convo plenty of times at at, uh, at shows. The younger generation now, it's because training centers. And I'm not going to include the Monster Factory because I've been there plenty of times. And I know Danny Cage is far from this. Yes. There's training centers now that say, hey, here's, give me 1500 bucks. We're going to train. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it's a disgrace because these younger kids are thinking they're going to go and make thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want to work your show. Like I own, I own my own promotion now that I'm going to be starting Country Hawking. I've had people hit me up all the time. Well, we want 50 bucks. Well, what, well, how many matches have you had? No, uh, well, like four. No, sorry. You'll, you'll, yeah. well, no, no, and you no, know, it's it's crazy that you say that because schools are different, and, and like, like I said, students aren't even sent up in rings. Like I said, I know, I know, go back to square one with Bundy. It was just he was strict, man. He was like I said, he was strict. He was it was good. I mean, he got rest all the guys showed me a lot. Like yeah. I, I like I see cats now. It's like then when I got to ACPW, and I was like, other than Slot, because Slot, you know, he's been around. He, another guy, great guy, showed me a lot. Showed me a lot about character development. Uh, out of the ACPW guys, like he really showed me the difference between from the ring to the guardrail. Yep. There's got to be two different people. Uh, he said, "Listen, don't be that mark over there. You're over here now. Be this." And like he really broke that into me. Uh, so like I said, but again, trained there. Like I was like one of their head trainers because of the knowledge of old school. Like I show guys like how to, they're like, "Wow, we." I'm like, like most guys just want to come out and do things, like. They're not even working the crowd. They're not even because, nope. like, you see most like most guys just want to hit the ring and yeah, yeah, blah, blah. It's like guys, you know, like me, I would go around this whole room. Blah, 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 yeah, I, I, and like me, like I, I tell guys nowadays, like, don't stick to one school in particular. It, it, it's great that you have one school that you can call your home school, but there's plenty of schools out there putting in the work that's yeah. actually. And then, well, then, but then you got your garbage school. So please, if, like, if you are. Uh, tuning in and hearing us talking about schools, do your homework, do your yeah. research. There's plenty of schools out there. Like I, I can just name off the top of my head. Okay, like Jeff, he said Monster Factory. We got the Dungeon with the with the Mess Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheeseburger has a worldwide dojo. He's in Bristol. He, he's doing great stuff down there. You have Noxious, uh, Fort Noxious. For, yep, Fort, Fort Noxious, Skid Row. There you go. You know, uh, super crazy. Is, is, yeah, super that, crazy. That, that that is yeah. super crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know ACPW uh, with. Tyreno and them just have their their building just got done, so yeah. they're starting the train yeah. again. I, I've already been asked me to come already down there. That's my man, Chris. Uh, but look, I know we're just almost out of time in a little bit. So uh, the one last question I got to get asked, and of course, my dad, I know he'll be tuning in and he likes watching it. Uh, I'm with you guys. He misses the old school rivalries. He misses a good rivalry. Yes. Uh, you know, he misses the, the rude and stings. You know, he misses. So you know, and I'll start with you, Jeff. What what develops a good rivalry when you see two guys working and you're like, you know what, that's going to stick. I'm going to run with that. Or what builds a good rivalry in your eyes? And and, and, and two, and question number two is, who, who is your most famous rivalry with? Um, I actually, the, the rivalries I had, I enjoyed all of them. And like I said, I can't really pick one out as better than the other. I mean, and, and any type of rivalry, it's it's the angle that, that, that you go at it towards. And and the heat that you generate and build up to it, you know, cause you want people coming back the next week. Mm-hmm. You, you leave them hanging, yes, you know, yes. you leave them wanting more. That's what's going to sell tickets and put asses in the seat for the next show. Yeah. Cause they're going to, they're going to want to see what happens. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Chio, I mean, if you have, what's your missing, do you miss a good rivalry? I mean, is there uh, anything a rivalry now that's drawing you or you're just, and I, two, like I said, and two, what was your rivalry, the best rivalry? Uh okay well ones that I missed that I missed that I actually enjoyed watching was uh the build up for like Hogan and Slaughter for WrestleMania <laughs> seven uh the other one would be between Rock and Stone Cold yeah yes they're 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 like two of my uh favorite rivalries that 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 I'm not gonna say it came to an end but uh when 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 it got to those particular matches it was like you're like you're in awe you're like your mouth yes. wide open, like, yes. holy crap! Now, for me, oh man, uh, for those who know me, I uh, mainly I loved working a lot of tag team stuff, right? 
So I, I had several different partners, um, but my main, the, the one that I had the most success with, uh, the success with was with uh, JoJo. And um, really, yes. And it would, I would say, it had to be down for Functified Wrestling Federation. We 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 worked down there for a good period with with uh, with, with with JD Smooth, and um, it would have to be a toss up because we had so many matches with mm-hmm. with 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 JD and Funky White Boy, as well as Hate Breed. I love oh, those. Wow. <laughs> Shane, yeah, <laughs> Shane yeah, Golden, um, and Chuck. Yeah, yeah, the, them and one particular team that doesn't get. Uh, too much uh reference to anymore is uh the gemini trojans right right okay and last but not least is uh the, the nigerian nightmares no man i worked uh, all those because because the nightmares everyone literally they had a thing where they're like oh my god you oh my god you're you're, you're working them and they're like it, it, they made it seem like them and the trojans people made it like oh my god we're like how can you work these guys, this and that, or stiff or scary or whatever? I'm like, we went out there. It was like nothing for us. We're like, yo, uh, we're, we're here to work and that's it. But yeah, I think, I think uh, I can't pick one particular, but JD with FWF, they gave us some of our best matches down there as far as storylines and, and working back and forth. So we, we lost the titles, won the titles, lost the titles, won the titles. The uh, the big steel cage match with 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 self employed, that was actually really really fun. Uh, I enjoyed that, uh, but yeah, I, I can't pick one. But but it was all in FWF though. It was okay. In, and now a quick story though with it got rusted so all Arian oh, uh, from the Nigerian Nightmares. A quick story, Kwame. I'm in the locker room at ACPW show. So Kwame goes, who are you working today? I said, it's me and this guy, this backyard over here working. <laughs> and, that, and, 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 and literally the guy came out and said, I'm the best backyard wrestler. He was all about himself. So I said, yeah, me and this backyard are going to work in the Nigerian. Kwame goes, yeah, follow me. Uh, so I'm with Kwame. He goes up to Aaron. He goes, hey, listen, take it really easy to my boy. But the other guy, you could kill him. So, <laughs> so I go. So, you know, in the tag match, so I'm working Aaron. Aaron must do like two moves with me. He goes, all right, tag out. And he goes, and he goes, and by the way, walk out of here because you're the heel. So I said, okay. I saw one spin heel kick. I said, I'm out. And I said, he, and for a big guy, he could move. I, I, I have to admit, I, I must have missed this one here because I was thinking too fast off the top of my head. Uh, promoter down in Delaware. Uh, Sean Hardy for one CW. He actually gave us the opportunity to work with the Briscoes, not once, wow. but, but twice. And we, ne- and we never worked them before, but we worked those two times. And like, <laughs> it must have went good the first time around. He, he he brought us back to work them a second time. So like that there was a good experience for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it was the best. And it wasn't a storyline. It was just the fact that he put that confidence in us for, for two big guys our size to work with guys of their caliber who 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 been to Japan, work Ring of Honor, yeah, yeah, and that's one thing I have to say. Throughout the years, I had the opportunity of working with guys who either been on TV or been to Japan, and I'm sure we all get the same question of, yeah. "Well, they're there. How comes you never went to Japan? How comes you didn't <laughs> yeah, do this? Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, you yeah. know?" And we're like, yeah. "Oh, well, my nine to five, yeah, and yeah, right, 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 right. yeah, yeah." Um, no. Dennis, give me your favorite rivalry, and what was and, and who was your biggest rivalry? Um, favorite rivalry for me would probably be going to have to be Taker Foley. Really, I loved every every time they fought. It was I love these it was, rivalries. It was always something different. Like right. you, you could never expect the same thing yeah. at the next fight, at the next match. It was always different, always different, and it was what drew me in. You know, The Rock, the Austins were always great. The Shawn Michaels and the Triple H feuds, like the one of the best ones, in my opinion, lately that it hasn't ha- it's been a while since it happened. It was Daniel Bryan versus the authority. It was Triple H. He had to win all these match all these times yeah, just to get a story. title match and then won. Right. You right. know, but for me, like my best rivalry and he doesn't wrestle no more. I don't know. But is Mr. Saturday night. I wrestled this gentleman, I want to say three times a month. Different right. shows all up and down the East Coast from his promotion all the way out to Triple WA to one, um, not one CW, but um, LVW. So, like, th- literally, I worked this guy m- almost an entire two years consistently, getting my ass beat, by the way, because he was the vet <laughs> and I was the greenhorn. 
I don't think I went home without having my back or my chest bleeding from chops. Wow. <laughs> Literally, I, I think the entire match was me getting chops. Well, now see, now with me, like I said, my my favorite of all time, like I said, it has to be Sting and, and, and Rude. I mean, from th- those WCW days, it's just like they were just they were lighting up, and it, it, the match was something different every day. I mean, great, like I said, great heat from Rude. Then you know the baby face of Sting is he came over, pop 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 pop, did his stuff, and then you know it's a flare and, and steamboat. I mean, I could watch that stuff, you know, the old school stuff. All day long, the ego, the you know, the rock and stone cold. Obviously, the you know, two goats on the mic, as people like to call them. Like people like to say, "Man, where do you can't get that mic work anymore?" It's just, you know, it, it's something that's branding them. I know some guys who don't like it because people think, you know, you should have that talent. I get the WWE rights for these guys and all that stuff, but uh, my personal rivalry. It's like I had every promotion. SW was with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple WA was with Mitch Belusa. I'll never forget. It's like midnight. You know, Triple WA it ran like twelve matches. <laughs> So, you know, and then they had like the hour intermission. So, like, after intermission, I'm like, dude, this is like midnight. People are dead. They're sleeping right now. I said, and then when me and my wife was my manager at the time, we did the, um, we did the, the, the work of me versus him. And he's the big baby face on the heel, whatever. And they were popping. I was like, no way this is happening. Like, I'm thinking these dudes are going to sleep, whatever. They could care less. No, the, no. the match was popping it was going off and you know we had a great match me and mitch like again you know they saw this and you guys are going to work again blah 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 blah, yep. blah. and me mitch palooza now he's a rock star or whatever he's doing now but i mean he was a great kid to work i mean he only had like two years but i mean me and him were just you know it was it was a good time and then i worked uh doyle day at a- acpw did a couple matches with him and you you talk about another one you know, there was no, you know, lockups. You know, it was chops, forearms, whatever you want to call it. I mean, me yep. and him had some – and he called the match. I mean, he called it. He said, listen, we'll and his stuff was brilliant. And then we just went up clicking and clicking and clicking. And it just turned out to be good like, stuff. Technically speaking, you were my first match. Oh, yeah, if you yeah, think I about that. This, I like, remember that. Like, there is video of this. I will not tell you where to find this video, but there is video. <laughs> we'll Google and it, it was yeah. Frankie Frizzo and Kwame versus me. Doyle Day and Vinny Hoffa at ACPW in Upper Darby. Now, the greatest thing ever was I was not prepared to wrestle yet. I was no. still training. And Gemini and all of them came up and was like, hey, can you wrestle? And they, I was like, you got to ask Mark Mass. Mark's like, sure. I wore Timberland boots and jeans with a white beater. And then these guys were like, yo, you should put your weightlifting gloves on since you helped set the ring up. I'm like, all right. I don't think I've ever been so scared in my entire life because Kwame (laughs) decided to pick me up for a gorilla press and he's just pressing me and then just launches me. And all you see is me swimming in air coming to the mat. And all I get to the back is go. And everybody's like, dude, we thought you were going to die. Yeah, so did I. I yeah. wasn't ready for that. I was that way with the Road Warriors. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. here I go. <laughs> my, my, my favorite, and Kwame was another rivalry we had, me and him. So it's funny. Like, Charles is like, yeah, you're going to work breaker night. So, you know, you know, you know, you get the car, whatever. And we're all talking about who's working, who, blah, blah, blah. Kwame goes, I'm working Frizzo. Charles <laughs> goes, and Kwame's working Frizzo. And I like, completely <laughs> yeah. scratched that car. And, and that was really like, was true. And then I was like. <laughs> Like I'm sitting there scared. I'm like, oh boy, what did I do? It's so, and, and it's then, great. I find it great. It's funny what you say. I, I find it great when you walk in a locker room. They had the lineup already ready. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then the vets come in. Like, no, no, no. no I'm working that. <laughs> yeah, yes. And then, and then, like, like I said, Kwame. You know, it, it, like I said, he, if he loves you, oh God, it's it, it's a soft. If he didn't like you. I'm praying for you. Look, so. he protected me in that match. Yeah. Like he had respect for Mark and them, so he protected me. You protected me. Any social beat the hell out of me too that night because after the match, I rolled out of the ring, and next thing you know is Kwame grabs me, brings me back in the ring, and I got chops from hell. But it was fine because the fact that I'm green as hell. I mean, when I mean green as hell, I mean literally not four months into training, mm-hmm. and that these guys decided to allow me to be in not just semi main, but my first match in my career is semi main. With two guys, with all these guys have been doing this for years before me and then take care of me and treated me like I've been doing this for 10 years. Hey, just do this, 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 and then that's it. All right, mm-hmm. cool. You know, I'll never forget it. I, like everybody always says, you always remember your first match. I will always remember my first yeah, match. They, they, uh, yeah, like I said, back, back to Kwame, though. I mean, he gave me a hit toss and I was, I went from that, what was that, like an 18 foot ring? Yeah. From one side to there with easily just 
<laughs> yeah, and I was there. I was like, holy God. I'm like, I've never been thrown like that before besides my old man throwing me like that at four. And that ring hurt a lot yeah, uh so yeah but like i said him he was a good time doyle Do- mm-hmm. day uh i got the everyone knows donnie allen yeah. uh, I-, I got to work him plenty of times i mean Jar- charles love put me and him together another one meet him just solid and then that was been that was great but the one i got scared about i never got the chance to work him thank god was with new jack uh new jack comes in the locker room and goes uh this was up in uh trenton new jersey he goes he puts his arm around my shoulder and goes son I'm going to take good care of you tonight. And I have, like, <laughs> I, and I have like four drops of pee coming out. By and I'm like, and I go to Chris, I'm like, uh, I'm working to do Jack. He goes, Oh no, no, we're going to have him beat the crap out of somebody else. Don't you worry about it. I said, sure enough, you know, the, the, the guy who's working new Jack, the guy's coming in called new Jack. He's going to tell new Jack, blah, 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 blah. I'm going, Oh boy. And then here is, yeah. here's new Jack with a uh, beer bottle. The guy's, guy's face is just full of blood. I said, oh, boy. So, but, you know, like I said, that, but like I said, if you've been around New Jack, you know, everyone sees him. He's this big, violent guy. Dude, I'm telling you, learn psychology from him mm-hmm. is great. It's yes. gravy. It, it, it's it, it's something unique because, like, everyone sees him like this big, violent. I'm like, just sit down and listen. Like, if you listen to him talk and listen to him, you know, talk, you know, psychology, it's like, wow. Like, he See, that's, your mind. that's the thing with the, with the new guys today coming up into the business. You need to go into the locker room. You need to sit yourself next to these veterans and these, these like hall of famers and stuff, guys that have been in the, in the business 15, 20 years. You need to listen to them, you know, have them like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been at matches and, and I'd have, have young guys come up to me and say, uh, and they, they respect, Hey, sir, can you, you watch my match and, yep. and critique it for me, and it's like I'd be happy to do that. You know, yeah. Look, God rest the gentleman's soul, Rock and Rebel. Yeah, um, there's plenty of shows that he was on with me, and I would go out there and be like, "Hey, Rebel, can you uh, can you watch my match for me?" And you know, he would watch every match, and I would I wouldn't ask what I did wrong, I, I what I did right, I would ask what I did wrong. So okay, I, and listen, uh, listen, but look, guys. This has been a great show. Hey, I, can I kind of hear my yeah, hey, yeah. Real, real quick? We got a couple of questions here before we uh, cut it down. So our first question is from uh, Bob out there. Um, what was all you guys finishing moves? <laughs> uh, well, for me, it was the uh, Hollywood neckbreaker. I would pretty much put a guy in the turnbuckle and I would just do a little dance and then drop him. And that was it. And then, you know, put my feet on ropes just to be a heel. Uh, I actually didn't have one particular because of being a face and stuff. I had quite a few various finishing moves, but I will go on record and there is video footage of this. I did the jackknife before Goldberg did. Whoa. I, and I have video footage of like three or four different matches where I have used that move. And this is before Goldberg became on the scene. No. So, no. yeah. I like it. Catch you. Uh, for me, Which I would. Move, one of your moves didn't hurt me, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> for me, in particular, it was paying homage to one of my trainers and my very first match, who just happened to be against Damien. And he used to do uh, a superplex, but he did it off the second rope. So I started doing it off the top rope. So that was like my my go to. I had other finishers, but that was my main finisher with the superplex off the very top. Wow. A superplex, nice, nice. Yeah. So the 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 one I used to do um, that I don't do as much because I don't I don't want to pick people up was a <laughs> cow tip, but it was inverted. So like instead of your chest on me, your back was on me. I'd spin you out right to my knee, so yeah. give you a gut buster. Or I would do the what they call the Bailey finisher now that I've been <laughs> doing for well over ten years, where I hook you for the DDT and the face word. Arm between the legs and make you eat the mat. And now everybody, when I do it, everybody goes, "Oh, you you do Bailey's finisher? Uh, no, um, I do Dean Ambrose's because he started <laughs> doing it first. No, I know before it, me, it, I guess. It, it, it's so funny that you, we were down at uh, ACPW, right? And uh, it's it's so funny. So we got a bunch of these greenhorns we're throwing. You know, we put in the ring. They, you know, trying. I get them to do drills, whatever. So the one comes up to me. I said, "Listen, we're going to. You know, you do your little student, not student show, but you're you're, you're working a little bit. Give them a little." Ring water, whatever you want to do, show the moves. So the one guy's like, "Hey, can I do Mr. Kennedy's move on you?" I went, "What the hell is that?" And he goes, "Oh, let me show." I said, "No." He said, "You're not trying anything. I didn't teach you. No, you're not doing whatever yep. the hell the Mr. Yeah. Kennedy's move is." 
But I, I've seen one guy go up to Slot and goes, here, let me hit you with a shovel. Slot said, you hit me with that shovel, I'm going to bury you with that shovel. I, said, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I've seen guys who, you know, it, it's crazy, like the, the wrestling world had to say. Nate, any more questions before we wrap it up? Yeah, there there is one, but I think uh, we should uh, let them right. let them soak on this one to the next episode. The okay. question is, uh, who are your your greatest of all time, your goat talk? But I think that'd be a good yeah, one for next nice. episode, okay? Because I think you guys could really dig deep into that. That's a that's a long list of names. That yeah. the end it's, it's too long. There's yeah. multiple. Yeah. You, ever, you ever see that meme with Jericho where he whips out that big long list? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could. That's, that's yeah. another three hour show. Yeah, for me, Frankie Frizzo, for Chio, uh, well, Pat, you can call me that. Uh, Chio, for Dennis, for Jeff. Guys, this has been a great, for Nate, thank you for producing the show. Uh, guys, till next time, we will be back here doing this again. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining the show. So, guys, stay tuned till next time. And, and tomorrow, I'll be back here with my Devro sports crew talking sports as usual. And then Monday, we have the, the Devro Sports Money Show with Eric Rico. So, guys, have a good one. <laughs>